Thank you, Debbie. Bless, Bobby. Thank you very much. Good job. Love you guys. That's uh, good stuff. And Debbie, love you too. That was good stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> you were all included there. We've been taking this step of faith. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we've been taking a step of faith since the moment that we took that first step of faith by accepting Jesus. But this month we've been taking that step of faith in being thankful. Talking about some of the things that we're really thankful for. That thankfulness that we, we, we really should be thinking about all year long, let's face it. But especially come November time, when, with Thanksgiving just around the corner. Today, number one, I'm thankful for our veterans. And I hope that you men and women feel, realize the thankfulness that we have for you. But I'm also thankful for the possibilities. Now, let me clarify this just a little bit. Because there are so many possibilities that we have in our lives, are there not? There's many, many different possibilities, different roads, different directions. Those are all different possibilities. Some might be good possibilities. Some might be bad possibilities. But specifically today, I'm thankful for the possibilities that we have through God. Our veterans have given us many possibilities. Our country has uh, with the freedom to meet and, and worship because of the service of men and women. Some may have been drafted, but mostly volunteers. What about me as an individual? What are the possibilities I have in my life or you as an individual? It's something that I think we could maybe even think about uh, more often in our lives. What? What, what's possible that could happen to me next? Or what direction could I possibly take? Or what about as a church and as a church family? What possibilities are ahead of us? Think about the awesome things that have happened here amongst our church family just in the last year. I was trying to just do a, a quick count last night and what I came up with was close to 40 new people that we've had that have come into our presence to be a part of our church family. Maybe you haven't even put your membership in. Maybe it's just you're here every Sunday. Whatever the case may be, around 40 new people just this year, starting all the way back in January with David. That's a lot. But think about the possibilities of even more that we can reach. Because that's really just the tip of the iceberg of what we can do as a church, as a church family. When you think about the possibilities of a fall festival and the community outreach that we saw through it, and think about this, just two years ago, we didn't do a fall festival. And now look at it, and so many of you, so encouraging, uh, want to be involved, want to be a part, and do uh, more things with it next year. See, I love whenever you have an event that's so successful that you immediately start talking about what can we do with it next year even reach more see the list could go on and on like i could spend 25 minutes right now talking about the possibilities that we have with our church and our church family but i think that we will never really get anywhere unless we first recognize that it is possible in fact like we talked about a couple weeks ago when jesus was talking to that rich young ruler that pharisee and he looked at his his disciples, and he said it's easier for a camel to do what? Go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. And they said, well, then what? How, how can 
we, any of us get into heaven. And Jesus said this, with God, all things are possible. There is no impossibility with God. And the second that we ever put God in a box and start thinking, we can't do this or we can't do that, is the second that we accept where we're at. That we, we accept we're content with who we have now. And I don't know about you folks, but I am so proud of the 40-ish people that we added this year. But I'm not content with that. I want more. I want us to reach even more people. There's people driving by right now that aren't in church. I can see 231 and I just within a couple seconds here looking out on the street, I saw eight cars drive by. Just like that. Where, why aren't they in church right now? There's folks up at the gas station right now. Why aren't they worshiping God? Maybe they don't know. That's a possibility. Maybe we haven't told them. Maybe that's a possibility. The fact is, whenever we start to say that's enough or we can't do it anymore, is when we're not really trusting God. Folks, nothing is impossible with God. I haven't said this one for a while, but listen real close. With God, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And this is the kind of face we need to have when we say it. Right? This kid looks determined. No doubt about it. We need to get a new one of these Justin with Logan, right? Feel that. Yes, you can. Yes, we can together. I think our biggest thing that we need to look at is what can we do to grow stronger in Christ as individuals? And what can we do as individuals to come together as a unit, a church family that would reach even more people for the Lord? So what can we say? We say there are possibilities out there, especially and only with God. So let's look at a few of them. I kind of, I'm kind of digging this no outline stuff because it's like you really don't know what's coming next. And usually you do. With God, it's possible to live by faith. Now think about that for a second. Well, I'm living by faith. Are we? I hope so. But could we not live by faith even more? I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm saying living by faith, truly trusting the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I've been looking at this chapter a lot recently. It says, For we live by faith, not by sight. Or we walk by faith, not by sight. That's easier said than done, though, sometimes, isn't it? I mean, I want to be able to see it. I want to be able to know it because I saw it with my own two eyes. Don't you? I'm not alone in that. That's just who we are as human beings, as people. And there's so many things that we do see. And there's so many things that we do feel in our hearts. But ain't none of you ever seen Jesus. Yet. But by faith, I know that we will. I know that day will come. And what about the things that we accept? Just that, that, that we accept that God will provide certain things and we accept it without question. We know. So what are some of those things that we do accept by faith and not by sight? How about that the sun will come out tomorrow? Every single night when you go to bed, 
You expect, no questions asked, that in the morning the sun will come out. Am I right? Maybe it'll be foggy and and cloudy out, maybe, but the sun's going to be up. What about rain? We've had little droughts here before. There's been bigger droughts in the past. It's certainly, we're not having a drought right now, but we also had faith that it would rain eventually. What about your life? Do we take it for granted? Accepting without question that we live. We live by the grace of God. What about our health? It's easy when you're younger especially to not ever and just take for granted to accept that I know I'm healthy. What about something a little bit more physical? What about your car starting? Maybe each of us could have a different story about that, but probably most of us right now accept by faith that when we go out to our car to leave here today, that our car will start. If not, call Mike Irwin. He's got jumper cables. We accept them. We know. We trust that. We trust that God will always provide for us. And we should. We don't always take this one for granted, though, because it just might look different than what we had in mind. It might not be exactly what we thought. Things might not be exactly where we thought they would be. We have this conversation so many times uh, amongst us in our church family, don't we? That today, people think about even something as simple as Sunday morning attendance differently than they once did. Maybe that's for worse, but that's how it is. We also, it looks different than what we thought it would look like. But our faith should still look the same. Our faith in God should still look the same. Because we trust that He's providing. As much as we want to trust that He's providing, though, as much as we want to live by faith, there's other things that we just really want to see. We can't just... Except that the, uh, some things are going to be just like the sun coming out tomorrow. Maybe this list. Our finances. We want to see that, don't we? We want to see it. What about when we have a goal? It's really hard sometimes to just accept that we have a goal without seeing the finish line. Or God working. Sometimes God is working in ways that we don't even understand in mysterious ways, we know that he is working all the time. Sometimes we don't see God working because it's not uh, in our church family. It's not maybe directly involving us. Or maybe it's not in your pew. I look over here and I see, without a doubt, God is working. I hope that some of you see this. I look over here and I see, without a doubt, that God is working. I hope that some of you see this. I look in this middle section right here and I, I wonder. Some of y'all could move in. I might not have said that before. This is real comfortable. <laughs> it might not look the way we thought. And we might want to see. What about blessings? We trust that God's going to provide those blessings, but we want to see them, don't we? We want to see him. The fall festival might be a good example to that. Did we have any new people just because of the fall festival? 
over the last two weeks? I don't know that I can say that we most certainly did. But what I can tell you is I trust that God is planting seeds through us. I know that our community is thinking differently of us. I trust that. God is providing. Let's trust God. So what else? With God, what else is it possible to do? It's possible to live in harmony. Now maybe this one seems a little strange, but let's, let's think about this. There's been changes at our church in the last five years. If you didn't know. We've lost some, we've gained some. Some have passed on, some have had new babies. We've done music differently along the way. We've had some different things happen, changes. But yet we're still able to live in harmony as a church family. As we progress, this church still has a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. That one probably deserves an amen. That was like a, yes, that's right, we do have a sweet, sweet spirit, right? Because if you don't, don't argue with me on that one. That doesn't look good on you. We got a sweet spirit because we are focused on serving God and reaching out. We're focused on following and fishing for men. I think Peter shares the truth of what it means to live in harmony in his letter, First uh, Peter chapter three, verses eight through nine. And really, you could you could go eight to the end of that chapter, but let's just read these two verses for today. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers. The sisters, be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. And then in verse 9 it says, Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. God has caused or allowed us to experience a wonderful thing here at Hartford Christian Church. And we've been this the whole time, but I believe strongly that our community is starting to see that we have become and are a church for God's people. All of God's people are welcome here. Black and yellow, red and white, young and old, rich or poor, country folk and city folk can all come here together seeking God's will. And I'm proud of that. Thank you. I'm proud of that. I hope that everyone, no matter what walk of life that you might be from, that if you come here to seek God, you can do so comfortably feeling welcome, feeling like a part of a church family. Why? Because with God, it's possible to live in harmony. We see so much hate in our world today. We see so much division. But with God, it's possible to live in harmony. We see so many people that, that, that want to categorize, that want to label. But with God, we can all come together and live in harmony. But if we make our identity anything other than number one, I'm a Christian, we're going to have a hard time doing it. But when we call ourselves a Christian first, the possibilities are limitless. In other words, before I would say that I am black or yellow or red and white, I would say what? I'm a Christian. Before I would say I'm rich or I'm poor, what would I say? I believe in Jesus. 
Before I would say that I'm young or old like some of you all, I would say I believe in the Son of God. And when that becomes my identity, folks, we most certainly can live in harmony. I believe as Christians that we have to set the tone for our nation. That's the only way. What else is possible? With God, it is possible to live in happiness. Now listen, maybe we can't be happy all the time. Or can we be? Happiness and joy, they're they're two different things. I get that. But with God, it's possible to live in happiness. Maybe I can tell you as a Christian that that's not a mandatory. You don't have to be happy. You have to be joy, have to have joy in your life. God says to have joy always, does he not? First Thessalonians. He doesn't say you've got to be happy always. Perhaps. But I think that as a Christian, we should be living in happiness. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21 and 23, it's the same thing. Uh, the master was full of praise. Remember this, the parable of the talents? The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servants. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Folks, we must celebrate Jesus together every day of our lives. The NIV says, come share your master's happiness. Come share your master's happiness. Come celebrate together. This is uh, such a great parable. Talking about Jesus telling us to be happy. To celebrate with him. Why? Because we've been faithful. Because we've been faithful, what? More responsibilities. In other words, because you've done well here, you're going to have an opportunity to reach even more. But if you say it's not possible, then that's where it stops. If you're like the, 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 the servant who had the one talent that buried it in the sand, what did he say? It's not possible. But if you're like the one that had the, the three or the five or the ten, what did they say? Let's invest. This is possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Yes, Maybe we can say we can come and share our master's happiness because we've done these things. And maybe you can say it's hard to always be happy. I get it. But overall, in life, not just because you lost something or someone, because something bad happened or you didn't get your way. Just in life in general, let me ask you, how would you respond if I asked you, are you happy? What would your answer be? What would you say to me? Right now, what are you saying to yourself? Because I'm asking you, are you happy? Do you have that confidence? Do you have that optimism? Do you have that patience in your life? Do you have that joy in your heart that's going to make you smile every day? you have that hope? Wednesday night we talked about this statement. See, the fact is, guys, we are going to have sufferings in our lives. That's life. It's an unfortunate part of it. 
But as Christians, how can we be happy all the time? How come it's possible for us to be happy all the time? Because a Christian triumphs in spite of sufferings. Because we are going to win even though bad things happen. Even though there's unhappiness in our world, we have victory in Jesus. And we triumph in spite of those sufferings. And we have joy regardless of the circumstances. And we are thankful that we have the possibility to do that. See, with God, it's possible. And we better be thankful for that possibility. With God, it's possible that we live in faith, that we live in harmony, and that we live in happiness. So ask yourself this now. How are you living? Is it with faith? Is it with harmony? And is it with happiness? Do you have that joy? Do you have that peace? Do you have that faith in God? Do you trust Him? How are you living? Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You so very much for giving us the possibility to believe in You. The possibility to call ourselves Christians first and live in harmony. And the possibility to have that happiness that spreads our joy in You. We thank you so very, very much, Lord, for these possibilities that we have only through your son, Jesus, who gives us that reason every day to smile. Lord, we thank you for him. We ask that you will continue to bless our church, help us to continue to reach out to our community. Lord, we know that there's lost souls out there. Help us to follow you to the best of our ability so that we can fish for them with all our might. Lord, we love you so very much, and we ask right now that you help us to Self-evaluate. Not just as a church, but as individuals. Help us to self-evaluate, Lord, to see that we trust you in our lives. That we follow you every step of the way. Thank you for that possibility, Lord. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.